Hello, Hooray for Monday listeners, and welcome to March. For nearly a decade, Inspired Teaching's Speak Truth program has provided a powerful example of our teaching philosophy in practice. Over the next several weeks, we'll be looking at how giving students the reins when it comes to conversation in the classroom can boost engagement and lead to learning at a level you and your students never imagined. If you're curious to learn more, join us for our March Online Institutes for Teachers, March 13 and March 19 at 7 p.m. Eastern, which focus on bringing the Speak Truth model into all classrooms. I'm Aletta Margolis, and this is Hooray for Monday, your inspiration and toolkit for the week ahead. Speaking of mutual respect, Hooray for Monday, March 4th, 2024. Now here's Jenna with today's post. Last Monday, a group of high school students from six different Washington DC schools came together for a Speak Truth discussion on whether punishment is an effective way to prevent someone from breaking rules. At the outset, the group was neutral on the topic, noting that much depends on circumstances. But as we explored the concept in the context of rule breaking in school and crime in the world outside of school, our discussion shifted to thinking about what causes a person to break a rule in the first place. When students considered the root causes of failing to adhere to a school's dress code, they shared things like, not having enough clothes at home to fit the uniform criteria, or not fortunate enough to buy more uniforms. When we talked about choosing to steal something from the corner store, they said things like, no parents supervising them at home. Some dealt with abuse and took it out on the world. Nobody to talk to about the problems they're going through. They examined the impact these factors can have on a child's choices or lack thereof. Through this lens, they considered whether schools help or hurt students' capacity to follow rules. One noted, punishments will not prevent everyone from breaking a rule. In fact, it may lead to the opposite result occurring. Others agreed, noting that punishments often alienate children from the institutions designed to protect them because they ignore and do not help with the very real struggles at the core of the problems. Listen to a few examples of the insights from two students First, a 12th grader. And not everyone wants to go to college. So I feel like schools, they throw college on you so much that they forget about the students that don't want to go to college. And the students that don't want to go to college, they don't know nothing about getting a job or building your resume and stuff like that. So they kind of just leave them hanging. And this is something that I advocate in my school all the time that they need programs systems and stuff like that as much as they send out emails about college they need to send out emails about trade school or other options so we can know what to do with our lives or which way we want to go with our lives once we graduate because we're in school for 9th 10th 11th and 12th grade you turn 18 or 19 years old in um 12th grade and then you're grown. So a lot of, I feel like a lot of kids, once they hit 12th grade and they graduate and they get grown and they kind of just get, you know, throw into the world and not know, not having any guidance, you know, or not having anything to do with their life. Now we'll hear from an 11th grader. I believe schools lack the resources and commitment to address the issue, mainly because they only stop at the school. 
when it comes down to students within the building, they only focused on, you know, academics. They only focused on, is your grades good? Are you cooling? Are you at a passing grade? You know what I'm saying? Most times they don't focus on the mental well-being of students, which stems off of the behavior that the students give. And many teachers and educators and deans wonder why there are students who constantly are troublemakers. There are students who constantly doing things that, you know, maybe out of the ordinary, but how do we expect these students to authentically thrive when we're only stopping at the school when the problem starts outside of school? As students, we have a lot on our plate as well. As students, we have things that we're dealing with mentally as well, yet that's not drawn on to. School is supposed to be a place where we can, you know, let go, learn something new, and don't feel so stressed out. However, there is still something that's escalates the feeling of frustration and disconnection, and it potentially, potentially leads to negative behavior. And I believe that it's crucial for schools to actively engage and support students to mainly create a nurturing environment that helps them. I found it poignant that so many of the student reflections mirrored the concerns Jonathan Kozel expressed in his interview last week. Young people can help us better see the flaws in our adult systems, and offering them the space to do so is a critical component of mutual respect, one of our five core elements. Mutual respect means adults in school embrace relationship-based discipline, restorative justice, and other philosophies that authentically build self-discipline and intrinsic motivation and teach genuine responsibility. Students are not expected simply to comply with rules. The expectation is that school will help students thrive. Mutual respect is central to Speak Truth discussions because students take on the responsibility of actively listening to and connecting with one another. The discussion provides an open space for wrestling with the things that matter in their lives. It models what is possible when a student's voice and perspective can be held with curiosity and not judgment by their peers. In today's resources, we share four ways we bring mutual respect into the design of Speak Truth sessions. May you find something new to try this week. Resources, four ways to bring mutual respect into classroom discussions. One, name curiosity as the goal. We live in a world that prizes the strong debater, the person who wins by claiming the most ground with their opinion. But that approach only builds respect for the victor. If instead you tell your students, today's discussion is about being curious and hearing what each of us has to say without judgment, then you clarify for students that this isn't about being right and wrong, but it's about understanding. This may be new to your students, so it helps to prepare for the discussion by having students identify the difference between curiosity and judgment, and having students list things to avoid in language and actions that would help prevent a comment from veering toward judgment. Number two, get on the same level. See what happens when you sit at a desk alongside your students during a discussion instead of standing at the front of the room. Better yet, sit among them and try speaking as little as possible so you're present, but you're not driving the conversation. Three, offer a tool for thinking differently. In the discussion described above, students were introduced to the concept of developing a theory of change. And when they understood the basic structure of looking for root causes of a problem and thinking of solutions to the causes, this shifted their thinking on the problems themselves. Other tools we introduce include ways to practice active listening, asset framing, concept mapping, 
and crafting open-ended questions to deepen understanding. Number four, practice the art of a comfortable silence. When you make space for students to wrestle with big ideas, sometimes it takes a good minute or two for the brain to prepare a reflection for prime time. You can even be intentional about initiating a pause with a statement like, Josie asked a big question there. Let's all take a minute to think about it before we jump in with responses. When you're ready to talk, put your thumbs up so we can see you've had enough time to process and then we'll jump in. That also gives students who simply require more processing time an opportunity to participate that they might otherwise lose if the discussion moves too quickly. Links to upcoming events are all in our show notes and on our website. Youth programs. Want to see what Speak Truth looks like in action? Teachers are welcome to come as observers. Our next in-person session is on March 14th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at MLK Library. We know that might be tricky for teachers as it is a PD day for all DC public school students, but if your kids are off that day, encourage them to sign up. Our next online session is March 25th at 6 p.m. Another program that champions student voice and mutual respect is our real world history course for DC high school students. The application is now open for our fall program. If you know a student in DC who would benefit from a highly engaging learning experience that will boost their knowledge of the city they live in and build their skills as historians, let them know it's time to apply. Professional learning. Learn more about the Speak Truth approach and how to bring it into your classroom in our online March PD sessions. Join us to learn strategies for building meaningful student-led conversations that deepen understanding build speaking and listening skills, and truly engage your learners in talking and deliberating with one another. Sessions take place on March 13th and 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Even though Speak Truth is a high school-based program, these sessions will explore how to bring the approach and activities related to it into all grade levels. Finally, if you are a teacher in Washington, D.C., we hope you will consider becoming a Teaching with Improvisation Fellow this summer. We will have an in-person information session about this incredible year-long program on March 18th at 5 p.m. We'll give you a taste of what the Summer Institute and year-long support look like and offer space for your questions. Hooray for Monday is an award-winning weekly publication of Center for Inspired Teaching, an independent nonprofit organization that invests in and supports teachers. Inspired Teaching provides transformative, improvisation-based professional learning for teachers that is 100% engaging intellectually, emotionally, and physically. Our mission is to create radical change in the school experience, away from compliance, and toward authentic engagement. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.